0: Twenty Schemes is the church planting ministry of Nidri Community Church in Edinburgh, Scotland, and Redeemer Fellowship Church in Bardstown, Kentucky. I'm Ms. McConnell, and this
1: is the Twenty Schemes podcast.
0: So, Robert, Robert Mander from New Life Church, Malawi. Yes. Uh, Lewongi, is it? Lilongwe. The long way. Yeah, that's oh. not bad. Lilongwe. The <laughs> The long way to Lilongwe. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> So, Robert. Uh, how have you found it in the UK? You've come over here as, yes. as while you're here in England? Well, in the UK?
1: Yes, it's my first time to be in the uh, UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to attend the Acts 29 network meeting mm-hmm. uh, for the Rural Collaborative in Sheffield. And uh, so far, it has been fantastic time. And uh, also, being with your church down in Middlesbrough yeah. uh, it's just fantastic.
0: Great. Great. So if you just share a little bit, what what is the context like? So you're in Lalongwe, is that a city? Is that rural? What is it like for where you are? So
1: Lulongwe is the capital city of Malawi, Mm -hmm. but our church is uh situated between the rural and the urban. We are in between. Mm -hmm. That's where our church is. And most of the people who come to our church uh, are not, I wouldn't even call as working class people. Right. Uh, most of them, they're doing subsistence farming. Mm. Uh, those are the ones that come to our church. Right. Uh, but by God's grace, the church is growing, and uh, we love what the Lord is doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just exciting to see what God is doing with his people in the context where we are. So
0: what is it then? So do you meet in a, in a church building?
1: Yeah, uh, so currently we're not meeting in a church building. Uh, we, we, used to, we used to meet in a church building, but we got kicked out of that building. Mm. Uh, that was January at the beginning of 2018. So since January up to now, we are meeting in a small tent. Mm. Uh, it's a small tent. Our church has about 500 people, members, mm. and uh, 450 uh, children. But the kind of tent where we are meeting is small. So what it means is that some children, they are worshiping under a tree Mm. because we can't fit everybody in that small tent. Um, We have gone through a lot of uh, hard time, but uh, the Lord has been faithful. We are Mm. still believing in Him. We're still preaching the gospel. That's the only hope Mm. that we have.
0: Yeah, so you're saying that there that there's a different kind of poverty in Malawi to what we have in the UK. So mm-hmm. you've mentioned a little bit about uh, subsistence farming. Yeah. What was so when I took you to Middlesbrough for the first time and I said this is a a tough estate. <laughs> what was your first impression of of poverty in England?
1: Well, I was like, you must be joking, to be honest, <laughs> because. Uh, when you come to a place like where we are, mm. uh, you find that—let uh, or maybe let me just put it in this way for you to understand. The average people in my country, mm. those that are poor, like some of the members that we are serving in the church, mm. are making less than $2 a day. Yeah. So imagine this is a family of maybe two or three children or four children, but they are just trying to survive. Mm. On two or less than two dollars yeah. a day, so when I when you were showing me uh, to say, I, I was like, man, you must be kidding, <laughs> because your homes are still smart. You have electricity, you have water, yeah. uh, you have got good tarmac on the perv I was yeah. like, man, <laughs> so, but I understand in the context of UK yeah. that is considered as poor poor areas but uh, if you come to a place like where i come from brother it's mm. you guys you're way 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 above mm. than what you would think yeah
0: so financially you've you've, you've commented that uh, well even in edinburgh you've come and, and 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 you're amazed at the the buildings and and the finances and and the opportunities even the healthcare that we have yeah. in the hospitals mm-hmm. uh, what was it that has shocked you because uh, uh, malawi is, mm-hmm. is worse off uh, financially, but mm-hmm. spiritually. It's like mm-hmm. so much blessed compared to, uh, <laughs> to the UK. So what has shocked you the
1: most? Well, um, it I, I was shocked to hear like mm. from you that uh, not many people mm. are willing to go for the gospel. Yeah. Looking at all the things that, in my definition, they are blessed they have a place where they can sleep, mm. at least they do have public school where children can go to. Mm. I felt probably this would be the place where everybody would say, oh, let's come son, let's go to church. Yeah. Let's give thanks to the Lord who has blessed us in this way. But to hear that uh, that's not the case, I mean, it kind of like shocked me mm. because uh, I thought maybe UK I'll be more vibrant as far as the church is concerned. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be honest, I was quite shocked too, yeah. to, to see that. And yeah. again, we were in that park and you are like, oh, you could do a great revival mission. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. You I remember was... that beautiful park? It's beautiful, it's green, it's yeah. massive. Yeah. In my thinking, I'm like, man, if I was here, you just put a nice stage here, yeah. vibrant music here, and then you preach the gospel, yeah. bring revival in the community. <laughs> But uh, it's different. Yeah. 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 So, like in our know, church, brother, I'm saying we have got about 500 members, right? Mm. We don't have PA system yet.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So every Sunday it means when I'm preaching, I have to preach, you know, in a such a way that everybody can hear me. Mm. So by the time I go back home, I'm super tired. <laughs> but that's how things are. Yeah. Uh, to get a good PA system. Uh, is quite expensive. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have a church building. Of course, you're working towards that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so those are some of the struggles that uh, we, 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 we see in our community back home. Mm. But uh, there is an opportunity because people are thirsty for the gospel. Mm. Very thirsty for the gospel. Yeah. You know, when you read in the book of Matthew, chapter number nine, If I'm not mistaken, chapter number 10, in verse number 33, uh, going downwards, there's a story about talking about Jesus Christ. Mm. It says, he walked in the villages and in towns, preaching the gospel. And he met a huge people who were harassed and hopeless when he saw them. He had compassion for them. And he said... These people are like sheep without shepherd. And then the scripture goes on to say, mm-hmm. the harvest is plenty, mm-hmm. but the workers are a few.
0: Now well, that's where we... Have something in common. <laughs>
1: there you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. again,
0: where where we're working, there's a there's a desperate need for the gospel. Yeah. And in, yeah. And, and in churches and hard places, whether it be in Scotland or England, mm-hmm. uh, the US or Africa or India. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a desperate need for the gospel. There's a thirst for the gospel, but there's no workers for the gospel. So how are you combating that? What ways is New, Li- uh, new Life Church Malawi?
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, New Life Church. In Malawi, uh, because we, we, we spotted that need yeah. to say there's great need if the church is going to be stronger, it starts with leadership. Yeah. If you don't have got godly leadership, if you don't have got men who can fear God, who can love God, there's no way you can have a vibrant church. Mm. So I'll, I'll put it in this way. People have said, and I absolutely agree with them, that Christianity in Africa is long as Nile River, <laughs> but its depth is one inch. Yeah, yeah. Why? We have few leaders that are well trained, that are willing to lay down their lives for the sake of Christ. Mm. So a couple of years ago, in New Life Church in Malawi, we said, "How do we reach to our country, to our to our context?" So they said we need to start training men who may take up leadership positions in churches. Not only in New Life Church, but we're talking about even going to other places in the villages of Malawi. So three years ago, we started a program known as Pastoral Training Institute of Africa. It's a two-year program. We, 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 We train men, we bring them, they do residency program for one year. And we teach them basic theological, uh, you know, theological teachings and studies. So just to prepare them. uh, Because, brother, we need to understand that uh, if we are to reach the world, for instance, it's not only the seminal education that is going to help us to reach out the entire world. Mm. We need to find ways on how to train men, on how to disciple men, and we empower them as we pray to the Lord for his grace as the minister and reach out to people. Mm. So we started this program three years ago. We take 10 to 12 people in one cohort, and we run for two years. And after two years, they graduate, and then they go, they plant churches in nice. different places. Awesome. That is not easy, because in the places like where we are from, we don't have resources. So we need books. Mm. We, we, we need, uh, you know, Uh, funds to support the teachers Uh, we need even like missionaries who may come and say hey I'll be here for one month just to teach uh, these men on how they can become better communicators of the gospel of Jesus Christ so yeah that's Mm. we have done that so far we we look forward to do more and more and by the way every every month I get calls from people Mm. Robert when can I come and be part of the program? When can I send my assistant pastor? When can I... I say, I can't take everybody yeah. because we don't have enough resources in place. Yeah. And that really, really bothers me. Yeah, frustrates Yeah, it frustrates me because I wish more people would be trained and they'd let them go, preach yeah. the gospel. So, yeah,
0: well, it's... It's funny, normally uh, Mez is here doing the interviewing and uh, Mez likes to be a little bit inappropriate and I like to cry, so we haven't got any inappropriate, (laughs) (laughs) and I I haven't cried yet, so so this might be an unusual podcast, but there is quite a similarity between Hmm. me and you, even though we come from different parts of the world, that we, we both got saved and started preaching and we were both heretics. So, uh, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so, explain how, how you came to that point of realizing uh, the need not just for yourself but the, the rest of the men within the church, who, and why is there such a problem with heresy in Malawi?
1: Maybe before I answer your question directly, let me say this. When I came to know the Lord, I had a passion. You know, it's like there was so much zeal, you know, to read scripture and to share the gospel with other people. But then you always feel inadequate Mm. to say, I wish that I could have known more and more. So, yes, at the beginning, I started preaching, witnessing about Jesus Christ. But there was something that I knew that was lacking. And then a thought came into my mind. I need to go to Bible school. I that I need to understand God's word. I need to apply that word first and foremost to my life, hmm. but also teaching others. Yeah. Not what I want them to hear or what they want to hear, but what God wants them to hear. Exactly. Amen, yeah. brother. Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think.
0: It it's it, it, it's it's difficult for people in my context. For for me, I had to travel to uh, uh, another part of the country to study and and to learn, mm-hmm. and I uh, did it on a budget, uh, mm-hmm. which was still mm-hmm. difficult for me to afford. It was difficult for a man from my culture to mm-hmm. to get decent theological training. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is it? How was it
1: for you? How did you get trained? Oh, you could imagine if it was harder for you yeah. then what about? <laughs> It was very hard. And I would say uh, it's the grace of God Mm -hmm. for me to get to the college that I went to and to get the kind of education, the theological education that I got. It was by grace because there was no way I was able to pay the school fees. But I had passion. I Mm -hmm. want to go to school. I want (laughs) to go to school. And I remember my sister used to tell me to say, hey, where there's a heart and there's a will, God will make a way. <laughs> so it, really, it is by his grace that I found myself in a Bible school uh, with good reformed theology mm-hmm. that gave me a very good foundation for... So where was that Bible school? Well, so this is way back in Malawi. There's right. a school known as African Bible College. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it is founded by the Chinchins family from Mississippi, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, in United mm-hmm. States of America. Uh, so they have that school in Malawi. Yeah. And at the time when I was applying, it was very hard mm-hmm. to get into the school because the demand was so high and they could only get so much people and not only could they get so much people but then it also meant i had to have money in place of which i had no money at that particular time so that's where i did my first uh bachelor's degree in uh, biblical uh, studies Mm. Uh, before i went to koshin university in south korea that's where i did my uh, masters in divinity so to to, to, to to answer it in short, I would say it's the grace of God. Yeah. And I would also say, like, uh, there are many people in Malawi who would wish to preach Christ, you know, uh, who would wish to plant uh, gospel-centered churches, mm. but they have no way on how to do that yeah. because they can't afford to go to good theological schools. So for you, you, uh, by
0: the grace of God, were able to access some good... Theology teaching, mm-hmm. uh, but was it missionaries who were from Mississippi in America? Did you say?
1: Yeah, so these are like the ones who founded the school. Yeah, but I needed to find my own money yeah. <laughs> to get yeah. into that. So the first year I had to work part-time job.
0: Yeah,
1: and what was that job? Well, um, I was working during night as yeah. a watchman. Mm-hmm. During night, I was working as a watchman. So, security guard. Security guard during during night, night. exactly. And then during the day, I was in class. Mm -hmm. And I did that for two years.
0: So, you came at it?
1: I I mean, I was just happy to say, I'm at a school. I need knowledge. I need to understand God's word better. Mm -hmm. Was it easy? I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. It was tough.
0: So me travelling to London on the train once a week was no big deal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, I would say like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know in your context, it's also different. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, the, I did that for two years. And then uh, during my third year, uh, God uh, provided, you know, tuition fee through a family hmm. uh, who gave me a scholarship awesome. to complete my so, first so, so it was
0: hard enough for you to get your first degree in Malawi. So, so how, how did God provide for you to study in uh, South Korea?
1: Well, wow. oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so again, by the grace of God, after I got my first degree in biblical studies mm. and then I planted a church at that time yeah. and I started ministering. And a couple of years down the line, there was another missionary who came from U.S. who visited our church. Mm. And uh, he heard me preaching. And I also helped him interpolating from English to the local language. Right,
0: yeah.
1: And then he, he he talked to me and said, brother, you need to go for Masters in Divinity.
0: Yeah.
1: I said, I have no money to do that. I wish I would. He said, no, I'll work out for you.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he uh, he consulted one of the schools in South Korea, uh, Koshin University, which mm-hmm. is in Busan. And uh, he, he talked to the... Um, president of the university, and uh, they said, do the application. Brilliant. So by the grace of God, I did the application, and I was successful. I got into the school. Again, there was another grace of God because the school only provided me, like, uh, the education, but I needed a place for my family. Yeah. At that time, I was already married with one child. So whose wife, Sheila? (laughs) Yes, Sheila, my wife Sheila and my first daughter, Mercy. So we went together. And again, there was another missionary by the name Professor Suze Kim. Mm. Uh, Of course, she died uh, two years ago. But she's a wonderful and godly lady who supported my family uh, for the apartment. Mm. She paid it all and uh, she made sure that... uh, my family was well fed during my three years of awesome. my master's in divinity. Brilliant. Yeah. So, so, so that's so grace.
0: That's an amazing yeah. uh, story of God's providence, oh yeah, uh, and God's mercy and mm-hmm. God's grace upon mm-hmm. your life. But mm-hmm. for the many hundreds of maybe thousands of oh yeah men who are in your position, <laughs> uh, that's that's not going to happen, isn't it? Exactly. So, so how are they going to learn? Yeah. Uh, good uh, doctrine, good <laughs> reform theology. How are they going to become? Uh, unlike us who were heretics when we first started, how can we help people in Malawi preach the truth rather than preach heresy? So What's when, needed?
1: Yeah. When I was in South Korea, mm-hmm. I was doing my studies, but I was also offered a part-time job. Right. As a preacher, I was, I was pastoring one of the churches. Mm-hmm. And at that church, after I had completed my studies, they said, we need you here. Yeah and we'll pay for your PhD here. (laughs) Don't go back to Malawi. I said, no, I need to go back to Malawi. Life was good. I was living in a beautiful apartment. Mm -hmm. Electricity, water, it wasn't a problem. Transportation (laughs) wasn't a problem at all. Life was just fantastic. But I had to remember the need in my own country, Malawi, that if I keep myself in this comfort zone, then who else is gonna go to Malawi Mm. and teach the pastors in Malawi? Uh So I went back home. Mm -hmm. I continued pastoring New Life Church. And then I also started the Pastoral Training Institute of Africa. How can people help us? Brother, I would say we need books. Mm -hmm. We need computers like laptops. We need, uh, at the moment, our greatest need is the, the training center. Mm-hmm. We have started a building, mm-hmm. but we need some funds to complete that building. Mm-hmm. Because in that building, we need to have a dormitory, an office, mm-hmm. but also a classroom, like mm-hmm. a lecture room. Yeah, yeah. That is our greatest need, brothers. I'm speaking to you now. We need well-wishers. We need mm-hmm. people who can come alongside us and they help us to complete this building. That's number one. So it's it's funny because we had
0: a conversation earlier, and uh, I was asking what you needed, and, and you mentioned books. You wanted a library that you had no library. Oh yes. So you asked for uh, commentaries mm-hmm. for books on church history, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for books on eldership and leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Asked is there any chance we could get some books, uh, some Bibles in? Yeah. Uh, help me with the pronunciation what language is Chichewa. it Chichewa. <laughs> yeah so he asked for some bibles which hopefully we've sourced them yeah yeah but what interests me is 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 the difference in thinking that that you have in malawi in africa mm. and how some christians in the uk have whereas i've asked you what is your greatest need and you've asked me for Things that are going to help get the gospel preached, right. that you're going to help Christians grow in love and knowledge of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yet you're also telling me that your country is a place of poverty, oh, yeah. where people are, who are living on the bread line, who are mm-hmm. eating mm-hmm. hand to mouth on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yet you're not saying, can we have money for food? Or you're not saying, <laughs> can we have money? We, we want money for the gospel. We want, we want help with the gospel. But in this country, mm. what we do is we have a lot of Christians and a lot of churches who do food banks. Who, who don't preach the gospel who mm. who who don't uh, uh, disciple people mm-hmm. but they think they're helping the poor by giving yeah. them food banks and soup and and clothes and hands out and I just think it's interesting so <laughs> <laughs> why do you feel that like the gospel is the biggest need in Malawi and not food banks or or handouts
1: scripture says it clear yeah it's the truth mm-hmm. that set people free yeah the spiritual need that Malawi as a country is experiencing is the same need that like here in the UK you need. Mm-hmm. But the answer to all of this is first and foremost, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, yeah, brother. Yeah, By saying that, I'm not diminishing mm-hmm. other uh, physical needs which mm-hmm. people may have. Like in Malawi, it's just numerous. Mm-hmm. But every time when I, people ask me that question, what is the greatest need? Mm-hmm. I see the greatest need for people of Malawi to be connected to God. Hmm. They need to know who God is, Hmm. what Jesus did on the cross. Why did Christ die on the cross? It's that relationship between them and God that will enhance their life, even to be grateful. Hmm. Scripture says it clearly in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. (laughs) It's very interesting. And his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Mm. So I feel like the need of people knowing and having a relationship with God is Mm. first and foremost. And obviously, the second part, I would also say that we do have some very physical needs. Mm. Like we need financial support to the students that we are training. Mm. We need to feed them. We need to accommodate them. Mm. So, but if I just start with these needs and then I forget about the very need of training and offering, you know, uh, the theological training, then I've missed it. Yeah. <laughs> but by saying that, I'm not diminishing yeah. the the reality of physical needs. Yeah. We need people like for us to train one pastor on a monthly basis. We need 120 dollars. Mm-hmm. And that $120 will keep his family, but also, I mean, will f- he, he buy food for him, accommodation on it, and also it will help him if he gets sick to go to the hospital. $120 mm. for one pastor, yeah. one month, yeah. during the training session.
0: So that's, that's a need, isn't it? There's the, the physical need. But again, for me, so many churches in this country miss the importance that do you know what? If we're just seeing to the physical needs, mm. that we're sending people to hell with full stomachs, mm. and that they need, like you say, the 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 greatest poverty that we have is being separated from our oh, Father yeah. in heaven. And I and I think if our churches could grasp a bit more about mm. how you do mission out in Malawi, <laughs> do you know what I yeah. mean, where we 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 get the gospel and and seek the righteousness first, and then trust that God will provide all these other things, and that people will then start sharing and and, and giving mm. as a as, a, as an outward sign of of the faith uh, rather than the only sign of the faith yeah which, yeah, uh, which yeah. the gospel has to be <laughs> exactly <doesn't> it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome brother yeah yeah so so what do you think you'll take away back to Malawi from your trip to the UK because uh, I don't know what what were you, first of all what were you expecting when you came to the UK and and secondly uh, what was different to you expected after you got here
1: Well, um, like I said earlier on, I thought that uh, I'll see many people going to church. Mm -hmm. I had that in my mind uh, because UK is a far-developed country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, having visited this country and a few places that I've, I've been to, and hearing stories that people uh, are not as passionate as one would think or would want Mm. to go to church, um, it makes me feel sad. Because uh, I I feel like people have all reasons to be grateful, to know and appreciate what God, the creator of the whole universe has done. Mm. But at the same time, we see that people are not waiting to do that. That makes me sad, brother. Because even Christianity that I'm talking to in Malawi, partly missionaries came from
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Scotland. Actually, I'm in Scotland. Yeah. Dr. David Livingstone was yeah. from Scotland, from Blantyre. Yeah. In fact, if you go to Malawi, our commercial city is named after Dr. David Livingstone's hometown, Blantyre. Yeah. So it's like uh, the people, they came all the way from here. And this is long time ago. Mm. They brought Christianity to Africa, Malawi, in this context. Mm. And now I'm back in the same community, but to see this precious condition mm. is pathetic. Yeah. I wish more people would be like Dr. David Livingstone, who had a heart to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: So the similarities... Uh of our needs between uh, two continents, in Africa and in the UK, are basically the same. We need Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Although I the, think
1: that's the need for the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, all of these uh, wars that we see among nations or families, among people in the community, yeah. it's lack of relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. Yeah. If only we could plug yourself into Christ, mm-hmm. man, the world would be a better place to live.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, brother, I think Mezin's going to be really disappointed because I've not been controversial. Uh, I've not cried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what I'd like to do just before we wrap up is, so, so you're a, a member of Acts 29? Yes, we, are. Yes, yeah, we and, are. And you've been hooking up with Mez via Church in Hard Places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and what's this new collective that you're being part of with
1: Steve Timmis? You were at a meeting a few ago, yes. Uh, so there is—it's uh, an initiative, just like the collaborative of uh, churches in hard places. Yeah. There is uh, a third aspect now within Acts Twenty Nine Network. Yeah, uh, the need to establish uh, rural churches collaborative yeah. because we have come to understand that Acts Twenty Nine is doing phenomenal job in churches, in hard places, Mm -hmm. uh, in in, uh, in urban areas, like in the cities. But we haven't done much about rural churches. And yet, if you were to ask me, Africa as a continent, we have got 1.2 billion people. Mm. And out of 1.2 billion people, 66% are people living in the rural areas.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) We need to reach out to them, isn't it? Yeah. Now, so Acts 29, we are coming to that point where uh, we want to reach all areas, hard places, rural areas, and urban areas. All of these places, like I said earlier on, is in great need of the gospel Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. So our church is part of Acts 29, like I said, and I am a member of Acts 29 and uh, so the elders back in malawi they gave me all the blessing to travel mm. all the way from malawi yeah. to come and contribute to this uh, meeting it was initial meeting actually there yeah. will be other meetings coming ahead of us but this was initial one. Mm. and uh, i i was humbled to represent african continent mm. and contribute accordingly
0: brilliant so where you can be helped is uh, you'd be interested in people coming out to do some mission and teaching
1: Yes, for real, we need people. We, yeah. need, we need partners, yeah, people yeah. who can come to Malawi and yeah. say, Robert, when can I come to Malawi? Yeah, yeah. I need those people. Yeah. Let them come and see. You know, sometimes when we just talk, it's another thing to hear. Yeah. But when you come, you experience it. Yeah, you yeah. appreciate that the need is real. Mm. So, so that's number one.
0: People who aren't like me who will actually get on a plane and fly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you need, and then then the books is a big one. You need resources.
1: We need resources. Yeah. For for real, for real, we need resources. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, there may be other people who are listening from yeah. us, and they feel like I can't go there. I'm busy, mm-hmm. but hey, I have, I have ability. Mm-hmm. I can send some funds. We need financial support. Mm-hmm. I've said we need to complete. A building, the uh, training center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great need. Uh, we, we need people to come in to help us to complete that building, mm-hmm. uh, which will be a classroom, will be an office, but also will be a dormitory for mm-hmm. the students. Uh, yeah. For the ch- and these are not just these are church planters, <laughs> men who are ready to be discipled mm-hmm. and to go and make uh, a difference in the communities. We desperately need financial support mm-hmm. for that aspect as well. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well hopefully uh, there'll be a few people listening who might want to <laughs> get involved in somewhere. But yeah. well, I'm going to shoot back to England. You can go and get some haggis and uh, that's the end of the podcast. Cheers. Great Thank rubber. you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. With these conversations we're trying to expose some of the issues we experience in our ministries. We hope that with honest and frank conversations, we can begin to open up on some of the hard realities of church planting and revitalisation in schemes and council estates around the UK, in fact, even around the world. In this spirit, these conversations will be published completely uncut.